This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. What's up, boys and girls? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of the Bostonian versus the book, a props.com production, props.com, props.com, your props YouTube channel. He's Dave Sherapan. I am Matt Peralt. We are back for another hour, 90 minutes, whatever ends up happening today for us on this ranting, rambling podcast, live stream, and the like. Good morning. Good afternoon, Dave. How are you? Hello, sir. I mean, you bring this thing in every day with that excitement. I jump every time you do it. Like it's 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 awesome. But yeah, we're one day closer to Thursday. Um, these are playing games. The tournament does not start today. You always steal the topics. I'm this just like, saying. This is why I, don't, I, I don't like giving you rundowns because you just skip ahead. You get it in your no, brain. No, and you just no, skip no, ahead. no. I'm just starting. To, it's a show openers. I'm opening the show. That's all I'm doing. The first topic is whether or not the tournament begins today or not. It doesn't. It doesn't. These are play-in games. They're called play-in games. They messed everything up by doing this thing on Tuesday. Do you like these games? I like games. I don't know. I like games. Just give me games. I I don't need to be – I mean, just give me games. We missed this whole effing thing two years ago. Two years ago, this thing didn't exist. We didn't have the NCAA tournament. So, yeah. It's everything. Give me games. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna bitch. <laughs> give me games. Just give me as many games as I can. Give me stuff to watch. Give me stuff to bet on. Give me storylines. Right. I mean, Steve Lutz is the coach of Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Known him for years. Was has been involved in my oh, life in weird, guy. weird ways. Like weird, weird, weird ways. Steve Lutz has been has been involved. It's how I proposed to my wife was using Steve Lutz. Really? Yeah. So I I would go see him all the time. All the time. He know he he has no idea about this story, by the way. He does not know he's influenced on this. But he would come to Boston all the time on recruiting trips when they went into the Big East. Oh. And so I would go out to dinner with him all the time and say, so I had tricked my wife in we were gonna go ahead and I was proposing that night and I told her I had to go meet Steve Lutz. So she had to stay at the bar by herself while I go to meet coach Lutz to have a conversation about a big, you know, situation with Creighton. And it was a trick. <laughs> it wasn't true, oh. but she knew I was constantly doing it. So it's ironic that today she is, or he is coaching today against a Plus three and, or, and a half. Uh, I hope he wins outright against Southern. Yes. I, I have them money line. I have them plus three and a half. We'll do that later and better to book it. But yes. So it's, it's a, I mean, I'm just, I love storylines. I love games. I love, so yes, to me, look, they get the money. This counts as a share. If you win, you play two games, you get two shares. It's a big deal for a small conference like, mm. you know, I of the Southland, right? The Southland Conference. It's a big deal. It's a lot of yeah. money. It's two hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars 
per share for five years is what the conference gets. Ooh, so if so they win, <laughs> it's it's five hundred thousand, you know, almost right. six hundred thousand dollars for five years every year. They get the check, get the check, get the check. So like for a con, like you win two games, it's a big deal. You, I mean, it's good to get the two hundred and sixty-five thousand, but you get you know half a million dollars broken up 10 ways for five years. That's, you know, that's a new weight room. That's a new bus. That's, you know, mm. recruiting trips. Like that's money that can change these programs. So it's significant to win a game, you know, to, it, it, I, I agree. The bracket doesn't really begin. These are play in games. They're saying it's the opening round. No, it's not. It's a play in tournament, but you know, it, it is, it counts. So it just confused everybody when they yep. started doing it. And like, what day does it start? I remember being in the book and like, you know, you get asked in the book about the brackets every single day. And like, right. there's no brackets in the book. We started putting this on sheets so people could see them. But like the book that would start just doing brackets would probably make a lot of money if they could just do the brackets because a lot of people want that. What, and like sell a 10 bucks sheet and let people just fill the bracket oh, out? Oh, it would be tremendous. Just Why just, don't they allow that in Vegas? I I mean, they don't allow it anywhere that I know of. There's no bracket contest. There should be. Um, well, no, of course there is. I mean, everyone does bracket contests. You mean like pay for money? Well, like a pool? Yeah, yeah. like, I mean, does, does FanDuel, does DraftKings, do they do one? Like through the book. Not through the book. Right. No. It's all separate. That's what I mean. So but I wonder why that is. I don't know. I've been it must, asking it it must, for years. It well, must fall under the lottery. I don't know. We could find out. Yeah, it it must be bracket con, brackets pools must be considered lotteries. That would be the only way. There's no way to do it physically with the machines, like and write tickets on it. You can't do it. Yeah, way. but I mean, ESPN, CBS, everyone's been doing their bracket contests forever. You just exactly. go ahead and monetize it. You just say yes. to get into our bracket contest, you pay us ten bucks. Right. So and you can do it. No, so they didn't but, do it, but they changed huh. it. You know, that just Tuesday, and like, so now do you have to? You know, it's just what do you call this? Like, you for a couple of years, it was like it's. I would fight the first round. It's not the first round because the first round is Thursday and Friday. Like right. it just so it messed everything up there. But oh, it's cool. Um, I you know, there's there's the games are are fun. They have good uh, storylines and and things like that. They do a lot of business. I know that on a Tuesday, mm. anything to do business on a Tuesday in a book is good business. So mm -hmm. something like this, you get two basketball games, um, college basketball games, in addition to the other college basketball games. That's the other thing. The NIT? There's, yeah, there's all these other games today. Right. And that has become like the ultimate bad guy, sharp guy market. Like that. NIT? Oh, it was what do you take book because I you mean, don't take any bets except what are you taking on that? Um, well, it's good for them because you usually take a little bit more than you normally would. If you take like two dimes a game normally, you take at least that. But this week, because you have so much business, you may bump up the limits for the NIT and say, Yeah, we'll do three dimes a game huh. on the side, and you know, still nickels on the totals because the totals are complete mess. I mean, if you're good on basketball totals. You have a field day with the NIT games right. and stuff. Like because they're just a lot of those numbers are just off. You have matchups that never happened before. And and you have 
games go a certain way. They're still home courts. That's the thing about the tournament that makes it a lot unique. I mean, it's a lot of venues that, one, aren't basketball arenas. They're hard for both teams. And right. two, they're neutral. So, like, you know, there's none of that home court advantage at all for anybody. So I think Indiana tonight's got to have a home court advantage. Do you really? Yeah. Just because there's going to be more fans there? Yeah. Have they ever played in that building? Flyer Arena? Uh, I'm sure they nah, – I don't know. Probably not. Well, I mean, I, I think that arena – have you ever been there, by the way? They, that arena. No. It's so mm-hmm. fun. So it's incredibly slanted, the sides. Mm. So, like, it has really good shooting background because the wall's close. So it's a really good place oh. for shooters. But it goes, like, like vertical, like straight, like – On the five. sides. Yeah, it's really cool. And so the, the sound kind of pours down onto the court. It seems like an unbelievable building when it's, it's cool. It's old. Yeah. It's an old building. It's really cool. They love it. I mean, they have taken pride in it. But Indiana fans will drive. That's not a far drive right. for them to go right. to that game. So there will be people there. Indiana, I think, will have a big home court advantage tonight against Wyoming. Nice. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think it'll, be a, it'll be a fun. It'll be fun. I, the one thing that's weird about it, though, that I will say that I – I know why they do the 12 seeds. I get it. They, they're trying to find if you just played four 16 seed games, no one cares. Right. So you got to give a little oomph to the TV partners and true TV, by the way, better find where true TV is tonight. Okay. <laughs> Every year, that comes Every year. Up in the book, somebody called, yep. where do you find a game? Where does this, what times it all? Oh, it's a nightmare. Go find true TV. It's it's a one day of the year. It's a great time to do it because you know, Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday, you got to find true TV. So find true TV tonight. But that game, I get it. It just, it kind of is annoying that we have, we've got the 12 seeds who are playing. It does give them a win. I mean, the, the, the 12 seed that wins today, that gives them another, the conference, another share, more money. It's big for the Mountain West Conference. If Wyoming wins tonight, mm. it'd be big. So I, I I understand that point, but it does mess things up quite a bit. It makes it a little bit wonky that there are two 16 seeds that are not in the play-in, and there are two 12 seeds that are not being forced to play, <laughs> and they get too advanced. So it does screw up the 5-12. We've seen first four to final four. So, you know, teams get rolling, teams get hot, and they can make runs like UCLA did last year. And so we'll see. I like Indiana a lot tonight. I, I well, We'll get into it and better to book it, but I'm just like, we've got games. We've got the it's, games. It's interesting from the book's perspective, like by having these playing games on, you know, I mean, there's games tomorrow too, yep, right? Two more. Mm-hmm. So like, the number of 12 seeds that are going to go to the sweet 16 bet is not really possible to make the number and put it up. So there's a couple restrictions that end up happening in the book because of these play-in games where, you know, you have like, I mean, it's a difference whether Indiana or Wyoming wins this game, as far as the opponent, what the line is, and then what that means for that little part of the bracket. In advancing. So a lot of little things come out of this that, you know, um, provide challenges for books. But at the same time, it's awesome. All right. Talk to MBA here before we'll go back to college basketball a little bit later on. Yeah. What did you make or what do you make of the Nuggets ability to go down by 14 after the first quarter yep. at Philly last night? Yep. I got a gift plus 10 and a half on the Denver Nuggets sitting there at the pool. My daughter's having a swim lesson. 
look down at my, I look, at, I look down and it's a 14 point lead. Philly's up by 14. I looked at the live numbers plus 10 and a half. I was like, Oh, give me that. I wasn't even watching. I bet it blindly. Yep. I'm like, 10 and a half points. Are you kidding me? Line was plus one and a half. I'm getting nine points of value. Yes, please. We're going to go ahead. Jokic is going to keep this game close. Not only did Jokic keep the game close, Nuggets come back and win the game outright in the fourth quarter on the road at Philly. Yep. Bigger story that Philly lost that game or that Denver came back and won it. I watched the entire game and, and I actually, uh, you know, I was on the phone late last night and it was on again. So I was (laughs) rewatching it then. Um, and I mean, impressive win by Denver, not taking anything away from it. But what I saw mm. I was that Philly ain't winning. They're not winning. Um, who's the guy that uh, Denver got that played center for Sacramento? And then uh, the, the, the mean guy, the enforcer, I can't remember his name. Oh, I'm not playing right now. You can ask me uh, these questions right now on the fly. I'm sorry. Um, but he got in Harden's face in a third quarter. He got a he got a foul, and he started barking. And it looked like Demarcus Cousins. Demarcus Bo- Cousins. Boogie. Demarcus boogie, Cousins. Boogie Cousins. Yeah, boogie Cousins. Duh, sorry, he was the boogeyman. Yes. And I saw something. I did. I was like, man, you know, the, the Sixers need an enforcer. Mm. All right, and it can't be and be. It right. cannot be Joel and B. And because he came over, but it was like, well, I can't get in trouble. They, I mean, I'm carrying a whole team right here. So they're lacking something in times of that. When KD got in Joe LMB's face the other night and they started barking back and forth, I'm like, all right, there's two dogs. He needs help. Last night, same thing. Two dogs barking. and. Harden didn't look like he wanted to be there. I was, it was, I, I, that was the story to me. Like, man, Philly is vulnerable more than I would have thought right now. And, you know, Denver's just another Western conference team that can definitely win a playoff series. Like they, they, they have a lot of pieces. And if they get confidence and make shots, they're going to beat somebody that, you know, they're not going to be favored to beat. If you were going to crown an MVP today in the wake of that game, can you realistically give it to Embiid over Jokic? Man, it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. I mean, that pass he made, I saw the highlight for that pass. I mean, come on. (laughs) What's so good? You serious? Point four, seven foot one, triple double machine? It's crazy. How tough good to give he it to, is. Tough to give it to Embiid over Jokic when they when they wa- you watch the game on the court at the same time. Jokic is better than Embiid. He's fantastic. He He's is better than him. So, he is so good. Yeah, I want Embiid to win. I got I got a lot of guys that have tickets on him at like forty to one, thirty mm-hmm. to one, and I mean they're live. I mean he hundred percent. He was the but. favorite going into yesterday. I would flip it after watching that game. I make Jokic a small favorite. Yeah, I think he, I, I mean, head-to-head matters. I think voters care about that. Voters watch it, and they're like, when they played, who won? Who had a better game? Jokic played better. Team played better. Team won in the fourth quarter. They couldn't stop them. They couldn't, they couldn't come back after they went down. 
Yeah, I, I would give it to Jokic. Going in the totally opposite direction of what the Nuggets are doing, the Lakers scored 12 points in the first <laughs> quarter last night. Lakers were down at one point 30 to six. They almost, the, their franchise low, not season low, franchise low was six points. I was watching the broadcast with the LA guys and they were talking like, are they going to tie the franchise low for points in a quarter? It was set in like 1951. It was something, it was back when they were the Minnesota Lakers. Like they, they, oh. they've never, they scored 12 points last night. Yeah. Against the Raptors. We talked about the minus five. <laughs> that was never in doubt. That was, <laughs> I mean, from the opener, it was 24 to four and it was 30 to six. Yeah. And it was 34, eight. And the it was a 20-point lead after the first quarter. It was a 15-point lead after the second quarter. Third quarter was about a 13-point lead, and they won the game by, I believe, 12 points. Yeah. I, I mean, is this just an auto-fire on the Lakers? Fade them for now, every game? I said this yesterday. You're not, you're not listening? This I did a- listen. I'm just reiterating for people who may miss the show. Okay. Not everyone's here every single moment of a two-hour show to hear every single thing you're saying, so I'm just bringing it back up again. To go ahead and say the same thing, say it again. We're fading the Lakers every day, every single day. Um, and I heard like AD's basketball activities are starting again, and like, oh boy, when he comes back, they're going to be this. And like, I, I mean, I don't know what you're selling, but I ain't buying it. Um, it's against the Lakers. It's against the Lakers, and it's against the Lakers until something's fixed. And I don't know what it is. They don't know what it is. Mm-mm. They have no idea. Mm-mm. I mean, there's just times on the court that nobody really looks like they want the ball. And I mean, you can't keep starting slow like this. This is a repetitive thing in a first quarter. They're getting down in games. And when they get down, it takes a 50 point effort for them by LeBron to win, to win. Otherwise, they're not competitive. So, I don't know. I I saw the score in the first quarter, and I did not watch anything else. I was like, I think I'm good. Like, I don't got to worry about it now. So, uh, I'm gonna do something. I didn't even live bet it. I just let it go. I was like, I'm not even gonna. I mean, I I I was like, I probably should take the Lakers plus. I think the highest I saw was plus eighteen and a half. Right. I was like, I should probably I should probably bet that. And I was like. Nah, I'm just gonna let it ride. Yeah. I'll just take the I'll take the one and oh night and right. be done. I don't need to do anything else with it because the Lakers could completely blow, lose this game. They lost by 30 the night before. So I was like, you know, maybe they lose by 30 again. I mean, at some point, like they are gonna play in the play-in because nobody behind the 10, I think, is gonna catch them. I don't think anyone below the they 10 may be on the run. road though for the play-in. Yeah. They may, they may not even have a home game. For well, the it's weird because the seven is Minnesota right now. The eight yeah. is the Clippers. So they'll play in LA in their building, but the Fair. Clippers would be the home team. So they're yeah, good staying the nine. But I mean, they could be the 10 and they're not beating Minnesota. I mean, I don't think they're beating Minnesota. Did you see what Carl Anthony Towns 60 spot? 60, 60 franchise record for Carl Anthony oh, Towns last night. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's it's nuts how good the good teams are in the NBA. Mm. And then, you know, we didn't even mention 
Draymond came back yesterday. Well, that's on the rundown. You got to get it. It's literally the next thing on the rundown. But we've got Chris Mack, the co-host of the morning show on ninety-seven point three, the Fan in Pittsburgh, coming well, he's on here. No, not yet. I'm just teasing oh, it. We haven't okay. we haven't talked about it yet. We got him coming on here in a second, so he'll be on here at ten thirty. Right? Is when you put him yeah. on. Yeah, so 10.30, so we'll, we'll grab him here in about eight minutes. So we haven't talked about that yet. So we'll talk about Trubitsky and the Steelers and whatever else we want to jump in on. Yeah. We did not mention what happened this morning with the Cowboys and the Broncos, but we'll maybe get, get to that at some point during the show. Did you see that, by the way? Randy Gregory? <laughs> I mean, is is Russ, like, getting people to go to Denver? Like, No, it was that they want the Cowboys wanted a morality clause in the contract. And Gregory said no, and the Broncos said we don't, we won't give that to you. Come to us, and he said okay. So, what exactly is a morality clause? Well, he has a addiction to cannabis. He has he he is mentally you cannot be physically addicted to cannabis, but you can be mentally addicted to, to cannabis. And oh. he lost a year and a half in the NFL, being suspended for now. The NFL is has no longer tested. And they've pulled marijuana off the list that can get you suspended. So there's some rules changing, but he's going to the most legalized cannabis state in America with the Broncos in Colorado. So it's an interesting pick, but you know, that was one of those like about face quick turn, you know, they're building their defensive pass rush back up again. People were saying that Vaughn Miller might take a house deal and go back home to Denver to play with Russ. Damn. So I mean, you've got a defensive-minded head coach, and you know you've got a um, or you sorry, well, well Vic Fangio's gone. Sorry, so you, you've got a a defense that had a defensive-minded head coach, a, a decent defense that they're starting to put more pass rushers around. Obviously, new quarterback, new offense. See what they can do with it, but great receiving core. I mean, Denver's. I like what they're doing. <laughs> I do. I like what they're doing. He starts recruiting guys like, you know, or or just the fact that he's there makes guys go, you know what? Check with Denver. See what they right. got going on. I want to go there. It's a great know, place to live. To the agent. Yep. Yeah. And if you, you know, if you like that other stuff, it's a good place to be. I mean, you can, you can do pretty much anything in Colorado that you can do, you know, maybe not in a lot of other places. So I don't know. That's, does Is that, that the move only? the number or anything for you? Nah. It doesn't move any numbers or anything. No. No, when we're wind told, it just gives them more weapons on defense. That's an interesting question. Um, what other state besides Colorado and Nevada do you have legalized sports betting and legalization of cannabis? I think those are the only two. Mm. That's interesting. Yeah. So Colorado and Nevada. Hmm. Interesting. I had, not, I had not thought about that in terms of like what you can. We have 24 hour drinking, so we've got more than what they've got. They have last call. We don't. Right. But that's about that's the only thing Nevada's got over Colorado right now, other than, I guess, Pahrump and, you know, the fun little places out in Pahrump <laughs> that, you, that you can go to. No, no other place in the union's got those little fun little ranches that we, that we have. So, yeah, um, you know, so. There we go. Uh, Matt's asking you to text Chris's number to Farah. He's having a tough time connecting. Um, But you mentioned Draymond Green. Draymond Green comes back last night. Draymond Green plays 20 minutes, six points, seven rebounds, 
big win for the Warriors. Did not start, but it's the first time in three years that Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, and Steph Curry all played together for the Golden State Warriors here. And when they were uh, when they were hot and it was Draymond and Curry, it was, okay, wait till Thompson comes back. Then Thompson came back and then out went Draymond Green. Now all three of them are together. Huge ovation from the crowd. Really fun environment and a nice win for the Golden State Warriors. I will be very interested to see the minutes that Draymond Green is going to play over the next couple of weeks and what the offense looks like. Because if they go back to the offense that they had before they got Klay Thompson back and the ball movement that was so crazy that put Steph Curry in the MVP conversation, now we're talking about a title contender. Fair. I mean, it looked like it last night. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> I was like, oh boy, the wizards, the wizards were the lamb here. They, they, they just knew they set this up. Perfect. Come back this game. Um, they were doing, they look like they hadn't missed a beat. I was so impressed. I was like, man, they were doing the thing. Like I saw clay do the thing with the yeah. eye, like nice look and all. I was like, oh boy. I actually checked the prices last night after the game on the futures. I was like, I wonder if they're actually the same or actually a little higher than Phoenix. In two of the places in town, they're the exact same price. Huh? They're the exact same price. I was like, oh, boy. I don't know who's beating either one of those teams to get to that Western Conference final. But I think I think that's the – I mean, that's the preview. And, I mean, books are all right with that. Those are the, those are the favorites and the, the – I, I don't know who's beating them. If they're in full, if Paul is back for Phoenix and Draymond is okay, that's the Western Conference final. It's a wrap. I would agree with that. You mentioned the Suns. On the road tonight, laying five and a half points for Phoenix. Yeah. Seen this from a bunch of people. They feel like this is a trap. Yeah. That the Pelicans at home <clears throat> should win this game outright. Yep. That take the points at plus five and a half. How do you feel about taking the five and a half points with the Pelicans tonight? It's already down to four and a half. Okay. So there we you go. Know, There's the move. So um again, we got to make sure McCallum McCollum's playing. Yep. He don't play they ain't winning. That's the only shot they got. Um I understand the play. Okay. I'm all right with letting him bet it. If I'm in a book, I'm like, let him bet it. Let, let him, him bet the Pelicans. Yeah. Okay. Let him bet it. I mean, this is this is what they do. They take the dog and you move the line, and then sometimes they win, sometimes they don't. But the line movement's coming down, so yeah, they bet the Pelicans. Right. So so if if you look at this in terms of you like them to bet it, at what point do you bet the Suns? Three. I mean, by saying I let them bet it, I mean I'm betting the Suns at this number. That's why you got to go. Uh, oh, okay. so so you, you so would bet I, Phoenix I'm, right now minus four. Mm, I mean, I think the number's going to go to four. So if you want to wait, I think you you'll be able yeah. to get four. Um, it's at it's actually a four at win bet and uh, circle right now. Mm -hmm. I don't think it goes below that. You know, wow, they opened that thing. See, like, you know, six, right? Maddie and guys, six, six and a half. Yeah. 
<laughs> and then the first that's move, the right number. Six the first is move. the right number. Yeah. So for whom? For the Suns? Yeah, six is the right number. Really? Yeah. That doesn't seem you overly get, you gotta go get the dog money. Six is well, the they number. got the dog money. We know that. That that all that all came in. So yeah. it just good. seems I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm gonna get away if, if I get anywhere near a one possession game here. Yeah, that's why. I mean, but seven is that number. I'm telling you, it, right? It's, you cannot make it so hard to make a favorite on the road. A road favorite too. Jeez. Yeah, that's why. That that's the tough spot. But no, I I mean, uh, like I said, Phoenix, Golden State. I mean, Brooklyn until further notice. If everybody's playing and KD's on a mission right now, he's he's. You'd lay the ten tonight. That's heavy. I know, but I mean, if I got everybody playing, Orlando's going to get run out of the building. <laughs> Orlando Crushed. just Orlando just beat, um, almost beat Philly. Yeah, yeah, Philly just lost at home to Denver. <laughs> so, not they blew. Interesting. There's four NBA games tonight. I think only one dog covers. I looked at the board this morning. Which is the dog? Pelicans? No. Oh. I like, I'm just going to sit there. I'm going to bet the Suns game right before tip. I want to see, because I'm seeing everyone on gambling Twitter all yeah. over the Pelicans. It's, it's everyone's Pelicans, Pelicans, Pelicans. Fade the fade the Suns here on the road. This is a perfect letdown spot. Pelicans are at home. Here they go. They almost beat them the last time they played. Take the Pelicans. And I'm like, okay. Right. <laughs> like, let me get to there and, and, and roll. Well, in an ideal home. world, you can wait and you'll be able to lay less than that number in game point too. Yeah. yeah, in game, without a doubt. Yeah, I've been, I've been, I think I've. This is why I love doing the show with you because because I, I've made more in game bets over the last month than I've made in a really long time, and I'm hitting at like, I'm being very selective, but I'm hitting at like a seventy percent clip on my yeah, in game bets. That's good. Just like last night, like you just notice it. You're like, okay, an NBA in game really is the where to bet it because it's such a volatile market. Oh, I get 10 and a half points on plus 10 and a half on Denver. Are you kidding me? That's what I mean. After the a, first quarter, it's a good bet whether it wins or loses. Yeah. You know, and they and, won outright. Like it was right. stupid. Like they won money doing line. that. You're going to win more bets than you lose, which is what everybody's trying to do. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Especially a team like the Suns or the Warriors where they're still right. in the second half. So, all right, let's talk some Pittsburgh sports. Let's go to Dave's old stomping grounds. Chris Mack is the co-host of the morning show on 93.7. The fan in Pittsburgh joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. Chris, Matt and Dave, how are you guys? How you doing? See Mac, what's going on, man? Who's this? Who's this child ahead over here that you said isn't all that bad a dude, Dave? Wait, wait, wait. Oh, hey, Matt, how are you? I didn't see you at first. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> It's all right. Tom Brady he's, threw it. Tom Brady just threw another, another touchdown pass on the Steelers, by the yeah, way. So. Yeah, no, he's, he's, it's, it's like clockwork. You can set your watch to it. He's more excited about Trubisky being our quarterback. Oh, don't you even start down this road with me, Dave. My God. What a waste of $7 million. What do we Seriously. do about this? What do we do? Nothing. You hope he loses 14 games next year. Wow. You want to tank? I mean, if Mitch Trubisky's the starting quarterback, yeah. I mean, well, what the hell else are you going to do? Honestly, in, in all seriousness, like I don't say Trubisky's not that much better than Rudolph. In 
if that's the case, what what are we spending the seven million dollars on? It possibly twice as much. We don't know what the incentives look like, right? So it's entirely possible you way overspend to get the same production you were going to get out of Rudolph. And that just makes no sense to me, none whatsoever. If they had brought in a veteran guy, like let's say, I don't know, a Teddy Bridgewater, right? At around the same price, I get it if you were also bringing in a rookie and that's sort of that mentor-mentee relationship. Mitch Trubisky's not mentoring anybody. He's been sitting around doing nothing for the last year, eight pass attempts. And again, his numbers are marginally better than Rudolph's over the last 350 pass attempts or so. So what's the point then? You said you had a first-round grade on Rudolph when you drafted him. You've been grooming him to take over for Roethlisberger. And now you kind of throw that out the window and say, no, Mitch Trubisky's our guy because he's more mobile than Rudolph. Other than that, he's the same guy, and that $7 million could have been spent on a better interior lineman than Mason Cole. Uh, maybe keeping Akello Witherspoon as your number two corner. Maybe packaging some of that money with some of the other cap space you have and actually getting a legitimate inside linebacker to play next to the underwhelming Devin Bush. You release Schobert, you got $8 bucks there to pay for that. So I, I just, I, I'm not a fan. Look, if Trubisky ends up balling out and, and proves me completely wrong, I'll happily eat crow. I just, I'm underwhelmed by it. Do the Steelers draft a quarterback now? Or is it out? Is that no, off the table? I don't think it's out, Dave. I, I, I think if, and really increasingly, the way you look at, the, at how things may line up in the first round, the first 20 picks in particular, where they're, where they're at 20, it seems more and more likely by the day that Pickett or Willis, who I think would be one of the two guys they would take in the first round, slides to them. Because you're looking at the possibility of Watson ending up in Carolina. Uh, you're looking at maybe Watson ends up in Seattle. Maybe Watson ends up in Cleveland and pushes Mayfield to one of those spots. Yeah, I see your point at the Niners logo. <laughs> we wear hats. We Chris, we wear hats for narratives. So yes. <laughs> this is why I'm wearing the Niners hat today because I think he's going here. Well, see, in that case, that actually doesn't help my my narrative at all, which is Watson ends up going to a place that helps. Uh, trickle down the quarterback needs so that the teams picking ahead of the Steelers don't necessarily feel the need to draft the quarterback. You know, New Orleans would be a great spot. Th then all of a sudden, you can see the first quarterback being drafted at 20 if, if things shake out that way. Um, if Carolina, if Seattle, if who knows if Detroit's really interested or not, if any of those teams end up taking a quarterback or two quarterbacks are off the board in the top 10, top 12 maybe, well, now all of a sudden you're the Steelers and you're you're looking for offensive linemen or maybe a corner, which they have not always done well at drafting. How much of a problem is the division for Pittsburgh if they're going to try to compete this year? Say they think that they've got a quarterback in Trubisky where they can actually try to contend in the, in the, in the division with where the Bengals are going to the Super Bowl. The Ravens are pissed off beyond all belief after all the injuries they had last year. And, you know, Lamar wants to whatever contract he gets, he's going to have to get out there and justify whatever deal he gets from Baltimore. How tough is it for the Steelers to kind of be in this no man's land of like, do we contend or do we not given the division? I mean, that's the biggest problem for them is that they're not willing to acknowledge, I think, that it's okay to have a losing season, you know, because of that Mike Tomlin streak that we always hear about never having a losing season. Uh, they, they refuse to acknowledge that this isn't a Super Bowl team, and it's not a quarterback away from being a Super Bowl team either. Great names on defense, but those great names had the 32nd-ranked rush defense in the league last year. Now, they'll get some guys like maybe Stephon Tuitt and Alu Alu back and 
maybe that helps fortify the the run D. Maybe, like I said, they go find themselves an inside linebacker to play next to Devin Bush. But um, it's other than that, it's a collection of football cards on the defensive side of the ball. As much as I love Watt and Hayward and Fitzpatrick, and they've got to go up against Joey Burr twice. That's not going to turn out well as we saw this year. Uh, that was that was with Joe Burrow behind a horrid offensive line. What's he going to look like against the Steelers with an actual legitimate offensive line now? Uh, Lamar has always been somewhat neutralized by them, but to your point, without all those injuries, is that a ball game that goes down to the final possession this year at Heinz Field? Probably not. Um, and the Browns, it, it'll be curious to see what happens with their quarterback position, but I think they're probably maybe half a step ahead of the Steelers. The Steelers are a seven or eight win team right now. Uh, and if they would embrace the suck, you know, they, they might be able to, 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 deal with the fact that they, they can go 6-11 and 11 and find themselves where they were 18 years ago, picking somewhere in the top 10 to 15 and ha- having a look at maybe an actual franchise quarterback next year. All right, so now I'm looking at the odds right now. AFC North, Baltimore's the favorite, plus 160. Cincy second, 2-1. to one. Cleveland, plus 350. The Pittsburgh Steelers are plus 650. To win their own division, see Mac. I don't think I ever seen it that at the low and at the no. bottom of all hey. these four teams. What the hell is? I mean, like, hey. who's going to win the division? It ain't going to be the Steelers. I think we hey. can all hey. agree there. Yeah, no, it, I, I expect the Bengals, especially with the fortifying the offensive line they've done in the last. Even with the hours. first place schedule, I think so. I, I think because Burrow's going to grow even more exponentially in year three. I think, and really. It's only second full season of work, right? Uh, he's got the weapons around him. They've got the confidence now. You build the offensive line. Um, they, they keep Bates on the back end of the defense. I think uh, they added to the defense yesterday as well. I, I think they've got an opportunity to, to be as good, if not better, than they were this year. Um, and, and the Steelers, what have they done? I, I don't know. The, the Ravens are an interesting case because, you know, you, you make a great point, Matt. Yeah, they won't have to deal, you, you wouldn't think, with all the injuries, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But what have they really done these first couple of days of free agency? They've kind of sat on the periphery too. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, I even look at the AFC odds too, Dave, or, or the, the Super Bowl odds. And the, the th- there's the Jets at what? 150 to one. Okay. Yeah. That's the Jets. What do you expect? Right. And then the next lowest, the Steelers and the Jaguars at 70 to one <laughs> to win the Super Bowl. I mean, wow. the Steelers are in, uh, Commanders, Jaguars, Giants, Jets territory. It's, <laughs> and that's what I mean by if they would just embrace that, embrace the suck for a year, right. and maybe get yourself a Bryce Younger or CJ Stroud lottery ticket next year. Ooh. Yeah, that's really interesting. It, it's, you know, I'm the Bostonian on the Patriot fan. It's the brilliant thing that Belichick did during the pandemic by going seven and nine, sucking when there were no fans there to worry about getting booed off the field, losing, you know, nine games, missing the postseason. And then having the chance to re, you know, run it back with all the salary cap that they had available. And now we'll see what they do coming up in year two of Mac Jones. But they were able to get their franchise quarterback, much like Pittsburgh's going to have to do coming up here in, in, in the future. Let me ask you an off-the-ball question because baseball is back. So we, I, I bet a ton on the Pirates last year. I, and, I would hope always against them on the money line, correct? Well, yes, no okay. run in the first inning. The Pirates were an absolute machine for suit. Chad Cool is gone, which I'm really pissed off by. He was phenomenal. He made me so much money last year betting on the yes in the first inning. Yeah. That, dude, that dude had a psychotic, psychotic run. It was like 16 and four, yes to the first inning. But 
Has betting added any interest from your audience and from the market to the Pirates? Has it helped, even when they're losing, has it helped to keep people paying attention to baseball in Pittsburgh? I'll be honest, no. I mean, I said that about always betting against them on the money line because we had a couple of different people. We had a producer at our station, one of our afternoon hosts, who just went all in on going money line against the Pirates every single day of the season. And they made plenty of money doing that uh, because that was the – that was the smart bet. They're gonna they're gonna suck again this year, guys. I, 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 and and that's that's just the fact of the matter. It, it they might have some guys that are a little bit of fun to watch. Uh, you know the, those beer league softball guys swinging for the fences like Vogelbach, who they signed today. They got Yoshi Susugo. You know, they'll have a couple guys that hit two hundred three and bang twenty five homers, and you know ten of them happen to land in the river, and so everybody gets excited for five <laughs> seconds and then remembers they're the Pirates. Um, so. You know, if you want to, you know, that may be some of the most fun stuff to bet on, really, even though it's difficult. You can't really, you can't handicap whether a guy's going to go yard or not on a given night unless you've got a really good matchup and you can look at the splits and be like, oh, he's got 15 at-bats against the starter and he's gone deep three times. Um, you know, it's, it's tough to handicap that kind of stuff. That'll be the fun stuff to bet on for the Pirates this year is, you know, the beer league softball guys coming up to the plate. And now we got a DH as well. And are they just going to swing for the fences every single time? Do we get a little flash in the pan from Vogelbach like uh, they did in Seattle in 2019 when he was an all-star, that kind of stuff. But other than that, it's just another year of development. This uh, Pirates fans who are really hardcore Pirates fans that are still paying attention to baseball will probably pay more attention to the double-A Altoona curve to see how that group of prospects is congealing because that's the next wave. Those guys, uh, they tore up Greensboro and high A last year. If they do the same to Altoona and double-A this year, the trend would be do it to Indianapolis and triple-A next year. And then, bang, they're here in 2024, right, as rookies coming together. And maybe by 25, you're talking about a contender. But that's a real accelerated timeline. you got to hope Oof. everything goes right. Um, there's a regional basketball at home in Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Is the peop- are the people excited about this at home? Like, are you feeling a buzz about having NCAA tournament games there? Or are you going? I mean, take the secondary market for what it is, Dave, but I went there looking for tickets yesterday, first at Ticketmaster, the official site, and then on the secondary market, and it's tough to find tickets. Now, I don't know if that's because all eight teams have sucked up all the allotment they could get, and maybe they're holding some back. I don't know. I'll, I'll go in and check again later this afternoon, because I am kind of curious. You know, it being a Friday, Sunday, and my wife's going out Friday, and I, I'd love to take the kids to the Friday, you know, the, the second session on Friday. You um, should do it. I, I sh- if I can find tickets, I'd love to. Um, but yeah, I, I think here in Pittsburgh, you know what a sports town it is growing up here. People just love an event, right? And the NCAA yeah. tournament is an event and it's coming to town and we don't even care who the teams are. I mean, <laughs> to be honest, I mean, there's a, there's a fair number of Buckeyes that live in the area. And um, there's, you know, Villanova's, you know, on the other side of the state. So it's not exactly a close jaunt, but um, you're not going to get a bunch of UAB Blazer fans up here, right? You wouldn't think. Um, so maybe you know, anybody from Chattanooga making the drive? I doubt it. So you would think most of those tickets have been snapped up by people here in town. Uh, without any decent college basketball to watch in the area this year, maybe this is how we get our fix. You know, all three local teams finished way below 500. Pitt, Duquesne, Robert Morris. You could even extend it out to State College in Morgantown which are both in the you know area and have lots of alum in the uh, Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh region. And hey, neither one of them finished under 500 either. I made the right. tournament. So 
it was a down year for college hoops in Pittsburgh. Maybe this is how we get our fix. But for what it's worth, it seems like at the very least, people are snapping up seats as they can get them right now. Chris, last one for me, and then Dave can finish up with you. There was talk at the combine about Kenny Pickett's hands. And it's kind of funny because like Kenny Pickett can't play in a cold weather environment like Pittsburgh and he, well, he played right. at, at, at Pitt. So obviously he can play in cold weather. So it's kind of a stupid narrative to come into, but do Steeler fans want him? Is there any call for the Steelers to draft Kenny Pickett? There is from some fans. Um, I, I don't know though, if it's the best for Kenny Pickett um, because the pressure that's going to be on him from people who are both Pitt Panthers and Pittsburgh Steeler fans, which is a lot of people in this area, is going to be, I think the expectations are going to be too high. They're going to expect him to walk in, and the first time he gets under center at the NFL level, do a, a lot of what he did in the ACC. Don't forget what he did in the ACC, and I'm not trying to knock Kenny Pickett. Really good kid. I think he's going to be a decent NFL starter and make a decent career for himself. But he was doing that as a fifth-year guy in the ACC, against a lot of younger defenses in the ACC. I'm not trying to disregard the outcomes and the results and the ACC title and all that. Uh, but I am saying, take it with just a little grain of salt, a little tiny baby hand grain of salt. Um, and just just pump the brakes if you're hoping for Kenny Pickett to walk in there, uh, you know, ride in there on his white horse, so to speak, and save the day. I think the Steelers are much more primed because, like I said, I think they should embrace the stuff for a year or maybe even two. They're much more inclined, and I, they were fairly fawning, people have said, over Malik Willis, both at the senior bowl and the combine, to take a guy like that. Let him redshirt. Let him just sit there and watch the dumpster fire for a year and maybe learn some things under Mike Tomlin, who's not an offensive coach, but, you know, just get the feel of the NFL and an NFL locker room. He seems like he's got good leadership potential. Uh, let him sit for a year. Let him marinate, and then you think about moving forward with him. That's a, presuming he falls all the way to 20. I don't know how likely yeah. that is. Um, if, they, if they were – I think if Kenny Pickett is there, Matt, and available at 20, and Willis has already been taken for some reason, there will be – it will be a cacophony of Pittsburgh football fans, whether they're Panthers, Steelers, whatever, yelling for them to go after Kenny Pickett because immediately I think you could look at him and say, well – it can't be any worse than Trubisky and Rudolph, right? <laughs> a lot of people will say that. And so, but that's also the danger is you don't redshirt the guy at all. You don't let him sit and marinate and you throw him right into this thing and you expect the Steelers to go nine and eight or 10 and seven. That's unrealistic expectations, I think. All right. Um, last one from me and we'll let you go. Is this going to be about pizza, Dave? You can ask me what, what Pittsburgh pizza I've had lately because I know every time I go to Fiori's, you got to ask me about it. I, well, you send me the pictures, so you aggravate me every time you go to Fiori's and you send me the pictures. So I'm right in his face. Right in his face. The best pizza. It's tremendous. But I was going to ask you, are you going to have a Permani Brothers sandwich this weekend? Are you a Permani Brothers sandwich oh, guy? I just had one a couple weeks ago. So now that things are kind of fully open again, right? Uh, Thursday nights, there's a Permanis five minutes down the road. I'm sorry, I'm killing you right now. There's a Permanis five minutes down the road. We go there on Thursday nights probably once a month because they got a pizza deal. The kids house pizza. My wife and I get sandwiches like this with the fries and the coleslaw and all of it. Of course, I'm going to have Permanis again soon, but I just had it last week. You got to pace yourself. You can't get it every week. Chris, great stuff, man. Enjoy the basketball. Enjoy what will be a very interesting offseason for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Thank you for coming on. Always appreciate your time. We'll have you on again soon, all right? No, it was great to meet up with you finally, Matt. Dave, uh, behave yourself, and we'll catch up soon. <laughs> Talk that to you is, later. Get out of here. That is Chris. 
is Chris Mack from 93.7, the fan in Pittsburgh here. You know, it's really funny. I, I, I should have meant, said this to him when he was on the air. So they do a pick segment that the juice guys all ran and just what happens, there was like a run. They I think they missed like 15 bets in a row and it became like a running thing. <laughs> they oh, were like, really? what did, they, they're like, what did, what did the morning doing? show pick for Pittsburgh? No way. And it was like, and, and it was on the, on the daily juice discord channel. It was like a running thing. Cause there's a guy in Pittsburgh who is, who's a big fan of Chris or loves Chris loves their morning. She listens every morning. Right. And, he would come to the Discord channel. Like, Here are the plays for the morning show. Oh, you and, serious? And they were oh, ice for like goodness. oh, like a two week stretch. They were ice. So everybody was like, oh. "What they bet? What they bet?" And they're just fading it, fading it, and fading it. It was really, it was a pretty funny. Listen, line I tell it. you that all the time. Like sometimes you got to find a fade. Is it's it's it's, yeah. it's 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 you find a fade. You find a guy that's hot. Either one. You just you know. I don't think it was Chris. I think they had a pick a guy come on who did picks. On the morning show for them. Oh, they did. They had uh, Nikki uh, Costos, I think, came on and. Uh, no, he's like part. He's part of the. He's, he works for the fan. Like he's a. Oh, he's a fan oh, guy. Oh, who, who came on to oh, do more picks? Gosh, picks on the morning like, show. Oh boy. Like, he was like their resident oh, like handicapper, boy. and he he missed like you did three bets every Friday. I think it was, and he missed like for like weeks and weeks and weeks in a row that he was he was missing. So. Uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, good stuff with him. That was a lot of fun. And but he sounds like they're going to draft a quarterback. Like they could still draft a quarterback now. I I don't I don't think so. But like it's I weird. Mean, I mean, I think if you do that, you're cutting Mason Rudolph, and I, I don't think it's a bad idea. But you don't carry a rookie Rudolph and Trubisky. You don't cover the three. You don't carry the three of them. Like. So you'd cut Rudolph. If you, if you draft a quarterback, you're cutting Rudolph. And then you're basically having to explain why you told him you're the guy. <laughs> we're keeping you. We're paying you. You're the guy. And then, no, you're no longer the guy. So, all right. Let's talk quickly about Deshaun Watson. We mentioned it there a little bit during the, during the talk with Chris. But there are two teams left for Watson. He said no to Seattle, which is... Kind of amazing if you want to really conceptualize it, that he actually has the power or the ability to say no to anybody, given the story around him and what's happening to Deshaun Watson. But he said no to Seattle. The team said no to Indianapolis, which makes perfect sense. Why the hell would they send him to the Colts? But where does he go in your mind? What's more likely, New Orleans, San Francisco? Um... I'm trying to think of the price. Like I'd make New Orleans like minus 200. I would agree. Heavy favorite. Yeah. yeah. Niners are involved. Niners can't match what Seattle, sorry, what New Orleans is going to put down from an offer perspective is the report. I don't think they want to, do they? I New mean, Orleans. they could. I mean, if they wanted to. They could. They could give up a first round pick. They'd give them Trey Lance. They wanted to trade Trey Lance. Say, okay, give us Watson. You can have the whole business, ain't it? Like, we draft you. You take all them pictures with your suit on. We tell you you're going to be our guy and all this other stuff. And then this guy that ain't played the game in a year, but he was good. And he's Way facing better. all this other stuff. We want him. You could go. See you later. I mean, it is a brutal business. You know, I take Watson over him in two seconds if I'm a Niner fan. Accuracy, arm strength, mobility. Better win. Clemson, wherever he goes, Clemson he national goes, championship winning quarterback over North Dakota there, State. They're close. 
I think his leash is a lot longer in New Orleans. He can work with the new coach. Watson's expectations. leash? Yeah, the expectations are. The only way you said it. San Francisco, but, it's Super Bowl or bust. But you said it yesterday. The only way the Deshaun Watson narrative changes is if Deshaun Watson wins. He wins. No one's talking about 22 women accusing him of whatever. He's got to win to do it. In a local market. Yeah, he'll get it. Nas- no, nationally, everywhere. He has to win to, to get it, to get the story, to change the narrative, to rework his image. If he's a winning quarterback again, he gets to dictate the conversation. If he's losing, forget it. They'll pour a, a ton of cement over the guy. You know, sit there frozen in time. Never getting away from the story. Yeah. He got to win. Got to win. So he goes, I mean, he the, just, just the nature of this country. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not, I'm just I'm not, right. not making a comment based upon whether that's appropriate or not for someone who's been accused of the things he's being accused of. But he wins. We're talking about the San Francisco 49ers, which would be a wild market for him to go to, by the way. Like New Orleans, from a market perspective, is a safer market for him to go to. Because New Orleans, I mean, it's it's a more, not that they'll accept it, but they aren't going to be as, like, there's going to be picketing going out. If the Niners got Watson, people are going to boycott their games. Like, there's going to be a pretty big pushback from the from the local community yeah. on the Niners. I don't think they care, to be honest. But there will be, like, San Francisco will not 100% welcome Deshaun Watson with open arms. They're not going to be, like, excited, like, ooh, the football fans will be, but the market, I mean, you're going to get a lot of stories that are going to be tough for Watson to have to deal with. He's going to have to do a lot of sit down, lengthy conversations, donate a ton of money. Like he's going to have to do a ton of rebuilding of his character, which it may never recover. But I mean, OJ Simpson's walking around Las Vegas. <laughs> so <laughs> taking pictures and giving picks, like he'll probably have a final four to yes. tell everybody yes. in between golfing. Yes. I can't wait to run into him golfing. Oh, it's gonna really? be great. I just don't oh, yeah. want to run into him at all. <laughs> just, I'd rather not run I'm into him. I'm gonna be like, hey, OJ. OJ. You know, he's like, the I'll only person in Vegas of all the people who live here who used to be big and no longer are big. He's the only one that I really haven't run into yet. I got run into almost everybody else. I was at, I was in a car next to him. He was at a gas station. <laughs> so this is the weirdest life, right? You're like filling gas, look over. What the hell? It's OJ Simpson. Like, oh, okay. There's yeah, a different. So, what, what, was he in a Bronco? Oh. No, he was not in a Bronco. <laughs> <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Yeah, like not, not too soon, but we're, uh, we, we we were driving home last night from from swim class, and Madeline has like an obsession with Taylor Swift. Yeah. Loves her. Says to me like she was like like my dream is to meet Taylor Swift. Wants to meet Taylor Swift, and she's like. Do you ever think that I, mean, I would for like the listeners? You're a pretty big Taylor Swift fan yourself. Well, I mean, you got to understand something like Taylor Swift is my connection to my sister and my daughter. So like, I like Taylor Swift. I saw, I've seen Taylor Swift. I saw her as a 16 year old opening yeah. up for Rascal Flats when I was in Omaha and whatnot. But like when I saw her, I wasn't like, you know, this was uh, 15, 16 years ago. It wasn't like I ever thought I'd still be listening to Taylor Swift She's today. She's been on that long, 15, 16 years She's ago? 31 years old. Oh my goodness. Right? She's 31 years old. It's insane to think that, but Taylor Swift is 31 years old. So her dream is to like meet, and I'm like, Madeline, I'm like, Vegas is a weird place. Like you may just bump into her one day. Yeah. And she was like, 
how am I going to bump into Taylor Swift? I'm like, Taylor, I'm like, Taylor could be here with her friends. You could be at a dinner. You could like, she was like, how is that even possible? I was like, you live in Vegas, Madeline. Like that's Vegas. Like that's the town we live in. Like you'll see random people that you'll go, I know you just because. So I'm like, you never know. Every day could be somewhere random where you just bump into somebody. She's like, do you ever bump into people? I'm like all the time. You bump into famous people all the time. Yeah. And so now it's in her brain. So like, I was like, you could be next door pumping gas at a gas station and bump into people. Like I, and I told her, I'm like, I've run into famous people in the middle of nowhere in Tennessee and been yeah. in, been in a gas station. And just here came, you know, a country music player. I was like, well, I know who you are. Like Brooks and Dunn came in. I was like, what the hell? It's Brooks and Dunn. Like they're just, they're just driving through. Yep. And she was like, so do I go to random gas stations? I was like, no, it's not the point. Like I'm not talking about, like I'm just saying like life is weird. You never know how <laughs> things are going to, you're going to bump into somebody at one day. So don't feel like you have to, you're seven years old, like relax type of thing. So it is a, it is a weird thing in Vegas. Like we do, we do live in a very unique unique town yeah. you do see some very unique things okay a couple gambling stories to get into uh this was brought up by and written about by david pernum of espn shock which and it was covered by other people as well yep so who knew tom brady was coming back because on thursday before brady made the announcement on sunday circus sports westgate superbook uh who was who was the other one and the third one south south point thank you yep. south point 50 to 1 odds, Tom Brady and the Bucks to win the Super Bowl. Yep. 10 dimes. Hit all three books. Yep. Who knew? Oh. Somebody knew. Somebody knew. That didn't just <laughs> ran. That wasn't the guy didn't just get lucky. <laughs> Definitely didn't just get lucky. But I mean, still got to win the bet. Yeah. You know. Um, but 50 to one odds with $10,000 on Brady doing the Super Bowl, it's pretty damn good. Yeah. He's averaged winning it every other year. <laughs> That's what he's done. He's averaged basically winning it every other year, almost. I mean, I guess not technically because he's got seven rings. He's sorry, he's been in the Super Bowl every other year. That's what the average is. Oh, okay. I was going to say, what are you talking about? He's played in 11 in 22 seasons. Okay. Yeah. It's insane to think about. Every other year, Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. So if you go by that logic, annoying. Brady will be in the Super Bowl this year. When you think about it like that, it's kind of annoying for those of us that like, I mean, I respect <laughs> Brady, but I don't need to see him in the Super Bowl every other year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I I mean, you move the odds there to take a bet. You got a bet. You, you know, you had to approve 10 dimes. It wins a half a million dollars. You know, ten dimes wins a half a million dollars if that, if that comes in. One point five mil riding on Brady Different. now. Yeah, guy, you know, went around and it wasn't one guy. It wasn't he's a probably I mean he knew, but it was I'd be surprised if it was one guy trying to get ten thousand down to three different places. You know, it was probably multiple people involved. Either way, I mean, you got a year to get off the bet. It's not like you're gonna lose. If I mean the guys know. This would be a this the first if he came in multiple bets like that's on them the second bet like the first bet you got to know okay what is this mm -hmm. it's it's the week before free agency Brady's supposed to be retired some guys here to bet ten dimes at fifty to one okay did they think they were getting a did they think they're getting a score like some yuck is here 
Well, I mean, you know, you take these bets. I mean, we used to take bets to win a million. Like that would be the 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 liability. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you, whatever your odds were, if somebody wanted twenty thousand at fifty to one to win a million dollars, that's what our limit would be. You know, so we would have to explain it. I mean, it's hard to believe that you take a twenty nine bet and you can blow a million, but I mean, I don't know. I I used to sit in the room when guys would bet, like you know, I saw these bets all the time, and we would kind of sit there and go, okay, you know, and if uh, like Tony wasn't there, so you know, one of the other guys that we worked for wasn't there, it would be like, hey, this guy wants to bet Miami to win the Super Bowl for you know he's going to win four hundred thousand. Like, okay, approve the bet. Mm. Well, what do you think? I don't think Miami's going to win the Super Bowl. Take the bet, you right. know. So they took the bets. So I mean, I, I mean, I respect those guys in those rooms. They don't think Tampa's going to win the Super Bowl, and even if they do, they're not really worried about it. Eleven months away, we're going to, you know, the their number will not be red on Tampa by the time they get even close to the Super Bowl. So Jay Dow is asking on Twitter at Jay Dow Bets is asking. Did LeBron James, was he the one that did it? And he went back and he pulled the old quote, and this is accurate. LeBron James said this to, uh, who did he say this to? But he said, Brady texted me, hey, we're the best ever at what we do. We're competing with each other at this point. When he dropped 54 or whatever the other day, I texted him and said, all right, I'm coming back. (laughs) So the first one to know may have been LeBron James. So was LeBron James the one that told somebody and LeBron James sent someone to Vegas and said, go find, go, go, go see how much money you can get down on Brady doing the Super Bowl. Cause what's, what's 30 K to LeBron. It's for nothing. Well, I mean, you know, the books know who he is, who, who made the bet. It wasn't like it's an, well, the runner, bet. but it was the runner working for LeBron. I don't know. I mean, you know, if LeBron was the first one to know, Oh, you're nuts. Just saying. I mean, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm reiterating a question that's being posed by one of our listeners. That's all. Jay Dow, it wasn't LeBron James. I don't, I think LeBron's got a little more to worry about than getting to Vegas or getting somebody to Vegas to go. He does. He doesn't look too in. He doesn't look like it. He he (laughs) He doesn't look like Make that play in game. He's going to have to. He doesn't look like he's got all that. He's going to have to play two games on the road in the play in to then get destroyed in the playoffs here. And he knows it. So, what's he care? So, let's make a little money. Let's get to. I got some inside info. He's a businessman. Come on. LeBron's a businessman, man. Come on. Yeah. Chance to turn 30K into 1.5 mil. That's fantastic. Just just asking. (laughs) All right. This is insane. This, I, I have to ask you as a former bookmaker, what you make of this. What's that? All right. So our guy, Ryan Butler at Butler Bets works for wagers.com, our sister yeah. site covering the business of sports betting. If you guys like the business of sports betting, t- check out wagers.com. It's really a, a very cool site with a lot of really cool stuff. New podcasts and stuff dropping this week. We got a lot of stuff going on at wagers. Ryan Butler got a press release from points bet yesterday. Points bet's going to roll out new live betting options for March Madness in multiple states. Now, they've got a market for who will win the next minute of play. Oh. Who will win the next four minutes of play? 
But here's the kicker. They've got who scores next. In a basketball game? Correct. They're going to have a market for who scores the next basket. Please tell me, please explain to me how in the holy hell of latency and lag do we have a book taking live bets on a basketball game where in the course of 30 seconds we can see three buckets being scored? (laughs) It's all for show. (laughs) It can't happen, right? This can't be done, right? I don't think so. Okay. No, I wouldn't. I would advise no one to bet it unless you're courtside even then you're going to bet it you're going to try to bet it it's probably not going to go through how fast i mean the market can be open for three seconds no my guess is after talking my guess is is that they'll do it who scores the next after a break who scores the next bucket so under 12 timeout two and a half minute break, come back, who scores the next bucket? It would be my guess as to how they're going to do this. But even then, we talked about the latency in the Super Bowl, right? Yeah. We're talking you're a minute and a half behind the feed. When it when you when you're in commercial, they're playing. They're already going. You got to be a complete idiot to bet this. This is it's impossible. Like whether you're streaming it, you're watching it. I guarantee you this, like the whole boss button thing on CBS where everybody, you know, you have the spreadsheet and click on and the game come back. The whole, the whole thing they used to do to trick employers. Right. That's going to be two minutes behind. Oh my. That's going to be two minutes behind. That's going to be so far behind because there's so many people who are going to be streaming the games on Thursday and Friday Mm -hmm. that it's going to be ridiculously slow. For you and me, it's going to be it's going to be forty five seconds to a minute, easy, if not more. <laughs> Unless you are courtside, this is the dumbest thing to bet ever. You should not be betting this. I mean, it's it's not a really a, a good bet. Period. Like, bet the team with the ball, inbounding the ball. What is the price going to be? Minus four hundred. Yeah, I mean, like just yeah. <laughs> so. And then, I mean, you can't do it as soon as play starts. You have to take it off. Yes. So it can't be even during game, you know, in in game, which is fine. It's only during pauses of play and TV timeouts, which last forever. It's gonna pop up. The thing is, it's gonna okay. pop up. Spinning wheel of death is gonna be the number one thing that you'll see when you bet this. Yeah. It'll be okay. constantly changing. You'll have to deal with constant odds change, constant number changes. Oh. It'll be all chaos in the one minute, in the four minute market, will be the exact same thing. And then your limits are gonna be 50 bucks, if that. If that next point scored, I would guess it's twenty dollars. Okay. They're trying to get twenty dollar bets as many as they can in the shortest amount of time on a complete not coin flip because the team with the ball should be favored heavily. So, yeah, um, <laughs> heavily heavily favored. It's uh, it's crazy. It's a lot of like it's a lot of fluff and no stuff for me. Like I give me just. Make the app work better. Give me better, you know, offerings on parlays and prices and stuff. Like nobody's going to do this. Next point scored in a basketball game? No, not this crowd that's coming to Vegas. They have no interest in this. Zero. Atlanta Falcons have emerged as a sleeper for Deshaun Watson. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
don't I I mean they may they may give him Matt Ryan. Thanks so. for your service time, Matt. See you later. Gotta go. I mean, it is the franchise of Michael Vick, so you know, they've done it before. They've they've dealt with it before. So my get I, I don't think it's impossible. It's it's going to be an NFC team. That's we've we established that month, deal. months ago. We we established that months ago. Done deal. Still think the Saints, but wow. most likely the Falcons are looking at the Saints going, do we want to face this guy for the next 10 years? We'd much, <laughs> we'd much rather. Have right. Him. We'll go I'm, get him. I'm, we'll go get him. If we, if what, well, what are they offering? You know, you see, you see the Saints as the leader. Okay. What are they offering? X, Y, Z, W, whatever. Okay. We'll match it or we'll beat it. And we'll throw in Matt Ryan. We'll give you a, a border. Is Matt Ryan a Hall of Famer? No. Not to me, he's not. I was going to say, as soon as you ask the question, did you yeah. not answer? Right, but I've, always, but I've done that before. I mean, yeah. if I yeah. think about you being a Hall of Famer, you're not a Hall of Famer. But I think people would say that Matt Ryan's a borderline Hall of Famer. One Super Bowl appearance, a lot of records, a lot of numbers, a lot of touchdowns. Played for a long time. Was he the best ever No, for one season at his no. position? Ah, ooh. Mm. He was in the conversation. Okay. One season. He was one season. He was in because yeah. he finished. Where where did he finish? He, he finished top three in the MVP voting, right? Did he? Uh hold on, Matt. Let's see. <laughs> Matt Ryan. I don't know. I mean, he's got a lot of fans, and I'm sure there would be a, a push for it, but um, let's I'm see. Go. He in 2016. Oh, he won the MVP in 2016. Okay. Go. I knew it was one year. He had right. one year. He was the MVP where 5,000 yards, team went 11 and five, 38 touchdowns, led the league, 117 quarterback rating, 38 to seven touchdown to pick ratio, 9.3 yards per p- completion. So offensive player of the year and the MVP in 2016. Ooh. So yes, he had one year where he was the best. Okay. He's borderline. I mean, I think, I think people would, would make a case. He's born he, 120, 102. You know, he's got over nearly 60,000 passing yards, 93 touchdown tosses. Sorry. No, I'm sorry. 367 touchdown tosses. Sorry. Um, quarterback rating of 94 all time for his career. Yeah. But end of his career, big money. 36 years old. Tough. Yeah. So MVP in 2016, <clears throat> offensive player of the year, 2016, rookie of the year in 2008, four-time pro bowler. Borderline. Make you make the case. But thank, thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah, right. But we're sending you to the Houston Texans to run your clock out <laughs> with that horrific team. <laughs> okay. Real quick here. So on Friday, we forgot to do the small conference tournament. We forgot to make picks. I totally forgot to. So did I. So here's what we're going to do. I mean, we got people making gifts for us and all this other stuff, and no one mentioned that we were. No, we've totally blanked on it. But here's the thing, okay? So I lead you by two games. Okay. Let's end it right now, today. today. Okay. Let's make picks on the small schools playing each other. Today. 
Okay. We have one game in the basketball classic. <sighs> Two. Okay. Used to be used to be the CIT. Now it's called the basketball classic. There are two games in that, and we should pick them both. What's the second game? I only have one. South Carolina, Upstate, and Appalachian State. What's the second one? Western Illinois and UTEP. Well, that's interesting. Why don't I have that? I don't know. It's right under the game in my rotation. Or basketball classic first round. You sure it's today? Home. Tuesday? It says 315. There's two games on 315. I'm looking at the ESPN schedule. That game is not on there. I'm looking at the, the rotation schedule with all the games for today. Because I've got the CBI starts on Saturday. The NIT has a bunch of games today. Bunch of games. So we can pick those. Okay. But that's wild. So I, mean, I don't. We, well, well, I mean, we'll both pick the Texas A&M Corpus Christi, so we don't need to pick that game. No, we're not. That's better to book it. So we're not doing yeah, that. Okay. No, no games today for the for the for the tourney, tourney, the big, the big okay. tourney, just small, small conference. So what's the number that you're seeing on the second game? UTEP for the, minus eight totals one forty five and a half. Where's the game at UTEP? Yep. And, and they're playing whom? Western Illinois. And UTEP's at home. Yep. How about that? That's really, there, I have no record of that on ESPN that that game's being played. <laughs> That's pretty cool. <laughs> That's to show you, to show you the level of importance of this tournament. Uh, okay. The only show in the country picking that game. Fine. So what are we doing? You, you tip minus eight. Where, where are you going? Dog. Give me Western Illinois. I agree. We'll take, we'll take Western Illinois. South Carolina other- upstate and Appalachian state. Man, oh man, 10 and a half totals 137 and a half. Supposed to take the dog here. I'm not going to do it though. I'm going to go favorite. You're taking upstate? Yep. Minus 10 and a half. I'll take upstate plus 10 and a half. We'll go with that. And then let's get to, uh, we can jump into the. What the rotate? I'll give you the rotation because I got them in rotation order. Okay, so yeah, you give me the games then. All right, Belmont at Vanderbilt. We'll use Vanderbilt minus two and two a and half. half. Two and a half. Yeah, I will take Vandy minus two and a half. Same. Next game, Princeton at VCU. Yeah, VCU is minus seven. I'll go first. I'll take the dog. Me too. <laughs> Give me the smart kids. <laughs> Style of play. Absolutely. The total is yeah. 142, which seems really high, but um, I'll do that. Next game. Skip, skip Missouri State, Oklahoma. Okay. Um, That's not to the bottom. So you just jumped ahead. Like We'll go to Texas State, North Texas. Cleveland, Cleveland State is at Xavier. Is the next game. No, that that involves a big school. Oh, we're skipping Cleveland State Xavier. Yeah, you, you, it's all a, the it's, NIT games. No, it's a small. No, we're doing small schools. Okay, playing so small Oregon, schools. Utah State is out. Out, correct. Santa Clara, Washington State. Alcorn out. State, Texas A and M. Out. That spread is nineteen. Yeah. Oh man, that's right. Alcorn State sucks. 
Do they? This is this is going to be a blow. They're seventeen and sixteen, nine and twelve in their conference. They just got hot and won their conference tournament. Or sorry, they won their regular season tournament, and so they a regular season um, until they got into the NIT. So Santa Clara, Washington State is out. Yeah, the only game, the the, the last Texas game to pick State, North Texas. Yes, nine is the spread. Who you got? I will take North Texas. I'll lay the nine. I will take dog. Texas State plus nine. Okay. And they think that's it. St. Bonaventure, Colorado. We're not touching. Nope. I picked 12. And Vandy. State. Vandy was allowed because it's Vandy. Okay. That's why I let, that's why I went with Vandy. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's it. So five games. Perfect. Five games to decide. Odd five number. Games, all you got to do is go two and three, and I have to go four and two or better. Two and Three, four and one. Four and one are better. Yes. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Five games. Two, you got to make up two to get to the W. So we'll see. But we have a bunch of difference. Three. We, we, we have three three different picks. Yeah. So you got to handle You, you got to go three and out of there. And then you need to push. Game theory. Game theory. <laughs> On that. Okay. Uh, time for the bet prep prop of the day here this is going to be an interesting one and i think it's one that i actually like i didn't like yesterday and yesterday did not hit because not enough shots we talked about it that yep you go over 15 points with a team with a guy without the ball in his hands a lot it can be difficult and 16 and a half was the point for harrison barnes he scored six so he, he did not come in mm. but this time we are going for a little andre drummond under 11 and a half rebounds for Andre Drummond. So Nets line at Caesar minus 120 for under 11 and a half rebounds has gone 12 or more in just four of his last 40 games. Yeah. 12 or more in one of his last 26 games with his team being a favorite in 11 games since going to the Brooklyn Nets, Drummond has averaged just 9.3 rebounds. The Magic have held opposing centers to just 10 rebounds per game, which is in the top 10 of the NBA. And you got Mo Bamba for the Magic matching up here. Drummond has played against the Magic three times this year and has come up with 5, 8, and 12 boards. How do you feel about under 11.5 rebounds for Andre Drummond? Oh, no. Do you freeze? Did Dave freeze? We've gone a ways without getting a frozen person on this. Yes, Dave is frozen. Okay, so we'll see with this. So let me pull this up. I think Dave was probably... Uh, oh, is he back? No. Uh, he was um, looking at, I think, Drummond's numbers so far. But he's Drummond is averaging... Let me just pull this up myself here. Oh, you're back. Look at how fast. fast. Good. I got I got Adam in, but yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm going to add you in. The, the audience can't hear you yet. I can hear you, but the audience yeah. cannot hear you yet. So once we add you back in, then you'll be you'll be good to go here. Uh, Andre Drummond, by the way, is his average is 8.9 boards per game. Drummond in his last five games, rebound wise, 10, 7, 14, 7, and 3. So 11 and a half seems high to me. That 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 seems like a little bit of an inflated number. Mm. I like I like the under there. How do you feel about Drummond under eleven and a half? I like it. Ooh, Matt killed that. that other. Yeah, ki- 
that I, second I that frozen one yep. yeah if you kill that then we don't have the double box going and we won't hear the reverb good news is the audience doesn't hear that dave we just hear that we hear you twice but the audience doesn't hear you twice you hear it i hear it bad <laughs> i i hear you max headroom big time in my in 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 my ear uh so we'll fix that before we do better to book it because we got a bunch of good games to get to here today i should uh, have done it check now okay talk to How me about now nope still there still still on the bouncing around because okay. i can still mac i can still see dave on that second frozen box okay. that's why until yeah, we delete it's off until we delete screen. that oh okay so it's still on ours but it's fine we can make it work i'll try, I'll try to get rid of it all right so let's go to bed or book it we both like drumming on the under 11 and a half let's get to some of the plays coming up here today for better or book it so i already kind of laid out the narrative there with Texas A&M, Corpus Christi up against Texas Southern. I actually think the three and a half points is a good bet. I have money line two, but three and a half points plus three and a half points for Corpus Christi. They are 17 and four ATS on the year away from home. Ooh, how about that? They're 20 and 10 ATS on the whole year, but they're 17 and four away from home. How do you feel about Texas A&M Corpus Christi catching three and a half points tonight against Southern in the 16 versus 16 play-in game for the NCAA tournament? Um, I'll bet it with you. I don't want to be that guy. <laughs> such a bad game. It's such a bad game. It's such a bad game. But it's so perfect for betting because if you don't have action on this game, then why the hell would you watch this game? You would like, not. There's no point to watch this game without having action on this game. Yeah. It's going to be interesting because Texas Southern has a bunch of transfers and I thought about betting the over in this game and I was like, eh, I'll stay away from it. How do you feel if we add an under 63 first half to this? Jeez, what are you doing to me? Uh, first half, 63. First game, new gym. Oh, we're doing that. Yeah, a first half under. Right. Listen, did you see that video that Ryan and, yes. and Sean put up? It's yes. so funny. It's but great. There's legitimacy to it. Yep. Like, right? First time. But the books the are, my only problem with it is because I we talked about this on our Twitter spaces. And I've seen this numerous places. I've seen a bunch of people on the Twitter. Yes. Too many people are talking about this. Yes. If they, so the books will shade. They'll no. read, they'll look at their numbers. I, I, it's being talked about too much to hit consistently. I, I don't like this. Now I'm not doing this blind bet every first half under in the dance. I was thinking about it. I'm not doing it because I'm, I'm concerned. It's, there's too many people talking about it, but tonight but tonight, we're these two about this for ten years. Like yeah, but the, the, on, whenever right? gambling Twitter gets all up and about, and everyone starts doing this, and everybody starts right. talking and jibber jabbering about it, it flames out and it just falls apart. Okay, but tonight in Dayton, <laughs> different story. This one's good. Different story. <laughs> Quick turnaround, no prep time, totally okay. awkward building. Right. Under 63. That's fine. We'll bet that too. 
Okay. Indiana minus four. It's now three and a half. There's Wyoming love out there. I'm not one of them. I'm fading the Big Ten. Where in the hell is it three and a half? It's four everywhere and four and a half down to South Point. Oh, okay. It was three and a, it dropped down to three and a half this morning. Caesars at a three and a half this morning. Maybe it came back up. I'm going to have to check the line history. All right. Three and a half. So bounce back up, but it opened three and a half. It never went back. At least at Caesars. Okay. Three and a half. It was there. So four, you could could have gotten three and a half. I bet four last night. Indiana is the hotter team. Indiana is the more athletic team. I think Wyoming is a bunch of stiffs. I'm sorry. I know they got the Maldonado kid. They got a big, but that's about it. I love Indiana tonight, minus four up against Wyoming, betting and booking it. This is one you want to talk about. We'll add that. Oh, yeah. I mean, Wyoming shouldn't make the trip. I'll really, uh, I see, really, I've seen people like why I, I think I've seen people that love Wyoming. That's yeah, interesting. Uh, I haven't seen any. Oh, I um, I'll, I'll book it. I'll take the points, but I think you can wait. Like if you want Wyoming, I think it's going to go up a little bit more. Okay. I think if you need to, to, if you want to bet this and ensure that you don't have to get to a half point or buy a half point to get to a whole number. I know a lot of people like to do that and there's nothing wrong with it. You just pay mm-hmm. extra. Mm-hmm. I'd bet Indiana now. I have a feeling it's going to four and a half before it's going back down to three and a half. But you're booking it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm taking my only. First half under 61, I think the number is for this game. If we add the first half under. I like this first half under more than I like the AM. Yeah. Corpus Christi. I do only because I, I mean, I know a little bit about both of these teams enough to where I feel like, I mean, Wyoming is an absolute bore fest. Right. That's what I mean. Like this is, this is an under for them. So, um, I think Indiana is not going to be like trying to press them or run. They're just Mm going to kind of play that type of game. I think this, that, that under feels definitely like a, a side I want. Yeah, first half under in this game, yeah. Indiana minus four. First half under. So Corpus you just Christi said like a minute ago yep. that all these people are betting first half blindly. Unders and you don't want to do it blindly, and then but, you just right. made a case. I'm for not doing both thirty-two unders today. I will bet first half unders. I'm not saying I won't bet first half unders. I will. I'm just not betting thirty-two of them on Thursday and Friday. It's a lot of action. Keeps you 30, all day. 32. That's what they're claiming to bet 32 first half unders. That's what yeah. everyone's saying. Just go and blindly don't handicap. I'm handicapping. I'm actually going to look at the lineup, look at the game, look at the look at the rotations, look at the style of play, look at the pace of play. Both these games scream under to me, first half. So are you gonna of the 32 games Thursday and Friday? How many games first half unders do you think you're gonna bet, sir? Six. That's it. Yeah. All right. I'll take the real low ones and I'll probably bet the first half under on the lowest totals on the board. Yeah. So whatever the real low total is, whatever the 121s, the 119s, whatever those are on the board, those are the games I'll bet first half unders. Mm. You like sweats. That's good. And just look at it and, you know, I like, I think if I bet it, I think I'll go four and two. If I bet on six of them, 
Oh, okay. To do to go hopefully pick and choose and have have a couple of hot shooting nights. One more bet for better book it. It is an NIT play. What? Yeah. So Porter Moser is at home with Oklahoma against Missouri State. Missouri State's got one of the young gun coaches. Missouri State's got a, def- a decent offense. But here's my my handicap is this. Porter Moser is a first-year head coach who came from the Valley. He's not losing to a Valley team at home in the NIT Ooh. after the run his team just went on in the Big 12 tournament. It would invalidate everything Oklahoma just did. They beat Baylor. They're pissed off that they're in this tournament to begin with. They're the highest ranked Ken Palm team, not in the NCAA tournament. They're 30th on Ken Palm and they're not in. Wow. I think Missouri state's going to have a real tough time scoring in Oklahoma tonight. I laid the six points with Oklahoma betting in or booking it. OU at home. Oh, I'm going to book this one. Okay. Number um, went to five and a half, right? It's down. A couple point. places have gone to five and a half. Yes. Um, is there carryover from not getting in the tournament? There always then? is. There's always the question. Motivation is the biggest. The biggest problem about betting on the NIT is who wants to be there. But Motor, Potter Moser being the head coach allows me to trust Oklahoma to actually care about this game. You know the guy? Porter, I know. Yeah, you he's know. a Creighton, Creighton yeah. guy. Right. Okay. Uh, went to, um, where did Porter go before Loyola Chicago? Uh, oh, shucks. Illinois State, right? Yeah, I think it was Illinois State. Then they got fired. Then got hired at Loyola Chicago. Takes them to the Final Four. He gets the Oklahoma job. First year Oklahoma. I can't see his year being ended by a Mo Valley team. He was the coach of the team that was Sister Jean in five Correct. four. Correct. Oh, Porter okay. Moser in tournaments is a damn good coach. Right, damn good coach in tournaments. He gets his guys under motive. in this game. Then probably, but Missouri State's offense is one of the more efficient offenses it's in the country. Right. That's what I thought. So you got to be look. Okay. You got to be careful about if they get hot from the outside and they start hitting threes. It could go over. If That's they why do I stayed, that, I stayed away. If, they'd be live if, to cover. Yes. If they do that, I was li- say, they'd, they'd be live, live to, to cover. win if they do that. Maybe. Yeah. But I think you could have a fast start first half. Missouri State maybe has the lead and then Oklahoma blows them out in the second half. Second, so, yeah. I mean, I, I can pay, I can paint a narrative where Oklahoma, the game goes over and Oklahoma covers. They've got some athletes. They've got some, I mean, it's just, it's the same thing we talk about every year. It's like if the teams want to be there, Missouri State's going to have a tough time. Missouri State got, got, uh, got lit up on the road at Northern Iowa in late February by 20. They got killed. Ooh. And I just watching them on the road, like they don't have many good road wins. They did beat Loyola Chicago early in the year at Loyola Chicago. That was their mm. best road victory of the season. But, I don't think Missouri State's got the horses to hang to hang with a motivated Oklahoma team. Nice. And fans will be there. Oklahoma fans like to go to these games. They 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 support basketball in the NIT. There'll be about seven thousand fans there tonight. Oh. That's also the problem with the NIT is that when you have a home game, if your crowd doesn't show up, you're playing in a half-empty arena. You're used to you're used to playing in a full arena. You're normally used to playing Kansas. Now you're playing Missouri State. It's like, oof, <laughs> this sucks.
So, but yeah. that's where Porter Porter comes in with the motivational factor, the knowledge of Missouri State, and understanding we're not losing to a Valley team. Right. Okay. Betting into booking Oklahoma minus six. Booking. All right. All right. So you like Corpus Christi plus three and a half. You like Indiana minus four, but you don't like. No, I booked that one. I took Wyoming. Oh, you took Wyoming. Okay. And then so two out of three. All right. So the Corpus Christi, the only game you like is the most volatile of all of them. Of course. (laughs) I'm going with you on that one. Let's go Steve Lutz. That's it. Go Lutz. Let's go Islanders. The Texas A&M Corpus Christi Islanders. Islanders? Yeah. If they win, I'm buying a hat. They went out right tonight, I'm buying a hat. What are their colors? Uh, same colors as your hat. Baby blue? Yeah, they're blue and yellow, I think. Oh, yeah. They're on, they're, on, they're on the Caribbean. Their campus is on the Caribbean. It's gorgeous. Corpus Christi is gorgeous. Huge spring break destination. What do you mean it's on the Caribbean? I mean, sorry. I mean, on the Gulf of Mexico, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> same island, same body of water, just different side of the body of water. It's the Atlantic Ocean. So it's fair. I, get this kid a map. I, I think he Corpus Christi on the Caribbean. Man, Wait a minute. I, I think. Hold on. <laughs> I, I'm pulling this up. I, I I believe that the longitude line for Corpus Christi. Let's see. I, I, I'm going to go ahead and say that it's it's in the, Texas. Yeah. So what? The Bahamas. Let's see. It's it's. Uh yeah, absolutely. It's, it's the United States, right? But it's if you look, it's almost. I said it's a little bit north. It's it's the same as Tampa. It's the same longitude line as Tampa, Florida, Gulf of Mexico. It's warm. It's gorgeous there. Uh, it's not in the Caribbean. No, you said it was it, in no, the no, Caribbean, Gulf of Mexico. I said I correct, <laughs> first. I you said Caribbean. I, I know, but I corrected then you said myself. It's in the Gulf of Mexico. It's in yes. the United States. Corpus so? Christi is in Texas. Right. But why can't it be in the Gulf of Mexico? What's it's his- next to the Gulf of Mexico? No, it's on the Gulf of Mexico. It's Corpus Christi is on the water. Okay. So it's on the water. It's part of the United States, it's but on it's the on water. the water. By Houston, okay. then, uh, like uh, Galveston. No, it's, it's, it's about an hour. It's about two and a half hours south of, of Houston. Gotcha. It's far down, down, down the coast. Oh, did you ever it's, go there uh, when you lived there, Matt? Corpus Christi? No, I never went there. I was always told, though, um, what, what's the town? There's a town that's sort that's oh so, uh, South Padre Island is what everyone. Oh, that place is legendary on the Mexico border. So that's <laughs> you get on the you get you you go to Corpus Christi and you get on the highway, you get on Padre Island, and you drive down to the southern tip of it, yeah. and that supposedly is like the most incredible place to go in Texas for a vacation. Yes, you can throw a rock at Mexico. From there, I've so that's where a lot of the a, a lot of the kids will a lot of the kids will like stay in Corpus Christi and then yes. drive down to South Padre Island. Yes, to go down and party for spring break. So there you go. All right. Favorite thing about today, other than my geography, <laughs> I was going to say your geography. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's Tuesday. Um, and Tuesday for me means like just a lot of other like shows and appearances and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm, I'm trying to pace myself for Thursday and Friday. Right. I'm taking a nap as soon as we're done doing this show. That's going to be my favorite thing about today. 
I can't. I love naps. I told you that the other day. I can fall asleep in a heartbeat. I'm going to grab some food real quick. There you There's go. no one in the house. Everybody's gone. I don't even know where grandma's at. I'm taking a nap. Can't wait. That silence. That silence is golden. The yeah. I, I'm best thing about today is that we got the tournament starting. I mean, I, I best thing about today is that, is that we get to get this thing rolling Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we get on this train here of making bets and making plays. And I get to see if I get to dunk on everyone who's fading Providence. Like I just, oh, man, I, I, I am counting oh. down. This is like an effing Super Bowl for me. <laughs> like I'm dead serious. I'm so flipping ready. Like I, I have fucking bazookas pointed at people like straight up. Like if Providence wins, I am going to LeBron James dunk on like seven people on Twitter. I am going to victory life lap this shit. If we, if if that happens, I am, I am going to just absolutely rain on everyone's head. If Providence wins and covers minus two Providence. I don't think I've cared this much about a first round game in a long time, <laughs> other than a Creighton basketball game, which I do care about Creighton against San Diego state. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that game. Other than that game. Whoa. Am I ready? It's funny because I mean, you know, we're both pretty active on the Twitter and um, you know, we've got a lot of buddies that are on it. So it's a good way to communicate, but like Furman put something up today. Todd Furman put something up. Who's the biggest, like, game you're sick of hearing about in March Madness and I just put in the Jack Rabbits like yep. Kessler from from uh from Winbet you know in the marketing department now and stuff he used to you know book the games at uh Gold Nugget said on his I'm rooting for Providence so bad because I just don't want to hear about the Jack Rabbits and gambling Twitter anymore. Um I had lunch with Dick yesterday we talked about it. He goes, how about this game with Providence and, and, and San Diego I'm like, South Dakota State? I was like, it's it's absurd. It's, I mean, there is a line drawn. You're on one side or the other. It's a two-point game. <laughs> it's going to be great. Can't wait. I absolutely can't wait. I just forget betting. Forget money. Oh. Forget. This is just a damn pride thing. This is just show up oh. and shut them up. Man. Just, just go ball out and shut these people up. This happens in the book all weekend, by the way, with all the boy bands. Like because there's a group of people that'll be rooting for this school. There's a yep. group of people that are rooting for this school, and then it becomes like being at the game. I mean, we sat at the game Saturday night in between the two really <laughs> rivalries, like the, the two the teams beach, playing the beach in Fullerton, yeah. And it was fun. Yeah. Like I, it was, there was no fights. There was no nothing. It was just, it was, fun. that's the way it is in the book. This game though, I mean, mm. you're dropping F-bombs and stuff. You're taking this shit serious. I I'm just like so it. sick of it. I'm just so sick of, and, and, and like, I'm seeing all these people like, I can't, I, this is the game. I can't wait. Like I can't, <laughs> here we go, Jack Rabbit. Here we go. I can't wait till they drop 33s on the Providence's head right. and that fraudulent Providence team gets sent home. Like we all knew they should have been. It's like, holy crap, guys. Oh. Like this is unbelievable. And little Providence is like, what the hell did we do? Like we just won games. Now everybody can't stand us. Cause we just now went back to lucky. 
Yeah, they're lucky. Oh, they're just lucky. Yeah, they're just lucky. And what's funny too, because like I'm seeing the same thing with Wisconsin, but it's not the level of vitriol that we're seeing towards Providence because the line is eight for them in Colgate. So it's a different, it's a, right. It's a bigger spread. So like Colgate, you know, brought, Wisconsin can win the game by five and not cover. And it's not the same. <laughs> it's two, up. this is a two point line. Like this is yeah, essentially like a pick a money line, one possession type of game. So uh, yeah, I can't, I just can't wait. Just can't wait. Final and finally get all this. Wait till they get to the dance. Wait till they get to the tournament. This Providence team's going to get bounced. They're going to lose by 30. Okay. And look at if they do, I'll come on here hat on hand and I'll apologize. Oh, I will give analytical Twitter. All you analytical gambling Twitter people Ken Palm and your luck factor. I'll give you a tip of the cap. But if you're wrong, look (sighs) out. I am coming for that ass. If that happens. (laughs) Coming for you. If that happens. If you think I'm kidding, I have a damn no. mental, I, I have a mental list of Twitter accounts that will be tagged oh, no. and I will victory laugh this shit oh, like you no. not believe. Here we go. <laughs> we are back tomorrow. We will recap the games. We'll find out if Dave's going to have to buy me a hat. You know, did I win our small school conference tourney? Mm. tourney. We'll do that. We'll, stuff, we'll get it all good together. You guys can follow Dave on Twitter at SportsBKConsig, myself on Twitter at SportsTalkMatt, or the show at Boston versus the book, the Bostonian versus the book. Back tomorrow.